This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, now you may know him as the suit guy, but he's more than that. Ali Muhammad joins us at the Halftime Show to tell us how sports rejuvenate his personality, his confidence and his persona. And let me tell you guys, one of the nicest guys on social media. We also got a competition lined up for you in which you can win a signed shirt by the champions of the Gulf League and as always, we have our Game of Zones in which we highlight the game of the weekend. Now, I'll give you a clue. One of the teams we are highlighting is unbeaten in 43 home league games, which is the longest run in the top five European football leagues. Text us on 4215. It's a do if you know the answer. Um, it's a good one today. I'll shout you out later as well if you get the answer right. Now, all this and more in the heart of Sharjah. You don't want to miss today. Trust me, it's going to be a good one. Is the halftime show with Omar Adouri? Let's get ready to rumble! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Now, hope you're having a blessed Saturday. Ali Muhammad joins us in the studio today, a digital content creator who shared his who shared his weight loss journey when he lost 20 kgs in four months back in 2014 and been active ever since playing sports now i say this many times on the show i highlight stars international and local in the community and this man is definitely a star in the community ali welcome to the show thank you thank you so much the star in the studio is the one and only you omar thank you so much for <laughs> I having appreciate me appreciate that my bro huge fan of you and the show so yeah thank you so much hey ali talk to me now let's let's take it back when you noticed something wasn't right how old were you at the time so i just graduated high school i was 18 this was back in 2012 okay. um i realized i wasn't feeling too well i couldn't pick point on what was really wrong with me um and to dig deep a little down um there was i was just feeling very unconfident with myself my self-esteem was super low was feeling very anxious and depressed and for two years straight i just didn't know what was happening with me yeah um and now what age was that when you when you felt that kind of change was needed um i was 20 so 2014 okay. summer i was like you know what i looked at myself in the mirror I yeah. said I've had enough, you know, because uh, I wasn't really happy with ho- how I started to look. I gained weight in, like at a very fast pace. Um, yeah. My I was just at home eating food every single day, junk. Um, you know, food was my shelter of comfort. Right, right. Um, so gained weight rapidly, and in the summer of 2014, I was like, you know what, I've had enough. Um, I had a reality slap uh, to myself, and I'm like, I want to change, and I need to change. Yeah, man. There you go. That's for you, bro. Now, amongst the several things that you discover and always like confidence and being accepted in society whether it's school or community is something we need to talk about what how did how was your confidence at the time the stage sorry how was your confidence at that time yeah at the time of my sickness my confidence was really low you know my self-esteem was extremely low um i felt like i was uh, very unwelcome everywhere i was mm-hmm. um I uh, didn't really get along with friends in school. Yeah. Um, so always like an outsider. Right. So that obviously play, uh, played a huge impact on why I gained weight. Yeah. Um, but after after taking charge of myself, because I've, I, I, I went to a lot of therapists. Okay. I went to a lot of hospitals and 
none of their stuff really helped or none of their advice or medications ever helped. Yeah. So I took the responsibility on my own and I told myself, you know what, I'm gonna, I brought myself into this mess, I'm gonna take myself out of this mess. Good for um, you, my bro. So yeah. Good for you, my bro. And if you could rewind time and talk to someone that's going through what you were going through at yeah. the time, what would your message be to them? Um, I would always tell them or tell myself if I was younger to just believe in yourself and things will get better. Just push through. Don't worry what anybody has to say mm-hmm. um, and just push forward because things will get better. Even the slightest, even the slightest of, uh, you know, light you see at the end of the tunnel, hold on to that because things will get better. Absolutely, man. Authenticity is key. 100%. And, and having, having seen the way things have changed and evolved in the UAE, in Sharjah, all around schools and community all over the country, um, it's improved immensely. To back then, correct? Of course, 100%. I mean, I think there's a lot of initiations and like anti-bullying nowadays as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a huge, like a like a brilliant thing uh, the schools are doing to take responsibility to, you know, really tackle on stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, Initiatives are, are super key. And, exactly. all, you know, how has sports played an integral role in your confidence now? Talk to me about that. It, it has played a huge role. I mean, you know, at the time of my sickness, um, between 18 to 20, um, I'm a very outgoing person, you know, like our friendship, mine and yours has blossomed over the sport of football. Correct. Um, exactly. So so I wasn't even playing football when I was sick. Yeah. Um, I was a very outgoing person. You know, I was in high school. I just graduated. So that stopped as well. But then at the end of the second year, I, when I told myself, you know, things are enough and I wanted to take control of myself, yeah. I joined the gym firstly. Okay. Um, and um, I saw that in a week I lost 1.5 kilos. Yeah. And that really encouraged me to just keep pushing forward. And fast forward, I, I lost 20 in four months. Yeah. Um, when I lost 20 kilos in four months, I really felt like invincible because I told myself, wow, whatever I put my mind to, I can achieve. Yeah. And that kind of gave me a lot of boost, like, you know, like morally. Yes. So obviously my self-esteem started to increase and my confidence started to increase in myself. Yeah. Um, and then automatically whatever I wore, because now I've lost all that fat or, or, or all that weight, mm-hmm. um, because I started to feel good, I started to look good and yeah. it was all just a domino effect. Now I feel good, I look good, whatever I'm wearing, I'm confident. Uh, my self-esteem is now high. Um, don't really care what anybody had to say at this point because at yeah. this point, like I'm like, you know what, I'm here for myself and for my happiness. And if I'm happy, that's all what matters. Salute to you, brother, for that. Thank and you. that's something, especially, you know, I'm sure the youth all around the, the UAE are, are tuned in and actually like aware of that feeling, that sense of empathy, that sense of gratitude, and also the authenticity, kind of the key thing here. When he said, I like when you said, you know, just just be true to yourself because at the end of the day you can only be the best version of yourself and to be honest hats off to you brother the change I've seen the pictures yeah. I've seen your Instagram I've seen stuff that you've been posting full credit to you man and, and one of the nicest guys as well by the way you know you will you will, guys you must follow him we will put all the details in on the show the guy has uh, you know a, a very good following and rightfully so but coming up next we talk favourite sports favourite teams and more on role models in the current generation stay tuned for more on Pulse 95 you're listening to Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to Paul, Maria, Ali, Ruda, Tariq. Oh, we got a lot of people on the air. Tune into our Instagram live at Omar Duri or at Pulse95 Radio or even at Ali. Yes. Yes. A-L-I-I-M-U-H-D. There you go. Tune in. We're live on Instagram live on uh, Pulse95 Radio as well. 
Uh, welcome back to the Halftime Show, everyone. Thank you so much for subscribing. Now, if you have missed the show, guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show or Omar Duri, and we are on the waves with you wherever you are. It turns into a podcast. You can always catch up with the latest topics, headlines, and news all around the world of sport. Now, if you like it, share it. If it's worth sharing, then definitely leave us a cheeky review. Remember, we use this platform to spread awareness on key topics such as physical and mental health and relevant topics in sport and life. Now, Ali, you're in the show today and I'm so glad you're in the studio with me. What's your favorite sport? The only sport, football. I like it. I like it. And for those that are tuned from the US, He's talking soccer, soccer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> soccer. That's that's what we like. Now, who's your favorite team, Ali? I'm wearing their top, and the team is Manchester United. Right. That's gonna, it. That, look at that. There you go. He's wearing the top. I'm just show, showing them on Instagram Live. Okay. Um, now, with Manchester United, talk to me about their current situation. What's your view on that? Um, I'm very disappointed with how things are going, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our last 10 away games, we've uh, you know lost six and drew four which is a very disappointing stat. Our away record is just absolutely disastrous. Yeah. Um, considering we're playing Newcastle tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And up next, Manchester United do travel to Newcastle following the draw with Arsenal at Old Trafford last weekend and AZ Alkmaar in the Europa League. Now, if it's United's worst start since 1989 with nine points out of seven games. Now, it's always easier on the outside as fans to see what's wrong with our team. But one thing is, is there's always a reason why things are kept in the dressing room and away from the public. Now, if you were in the dressing room, Ali, who would you gravitate to and why? You know, if, if I'm in the dressing room from a man- managerial perspective, um, I would I would definitely pick point on straight up De Gea and Pogba. Um, I would straight up ask them, mm-hmm. do you guys want to play for this team or not? Because, you know, we're going to dive into this a little later, but yeah. their social media presence is crazy and they're so active and stuff. You know, getting the, the, the fanciest haircuts and yeah. like pr- promoting like brand endorsements and everything like that. Do you guys want to play for the club or just focus on what you guys want to do? Now, I like what you just said now. Now, you're big on social media. Now, do you feel Manchester United has too much social media presence? A hundred percent. Really? It's, it's more of a brand. It's more of a, you know, a movement as opposed to it being a team yes. or, or anything to do with the roots of football. Yes. It's, it's just about business nowadays, um, which is very disappointing to know because there are lots of fans out there. There are lots of people out there who watch the sport because of the sport. Yes. They don't, they don't care about all this, you know. The, the, the sponsorships or the dealerships or the players or the names or you know they just want to win and they want that victory and that trophy home yes um, well no you're, you're right and 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 ha- there's something I want to ask you now with your obviously your content your content creator and those people that are tuned into uh, to the Instagram live now are asking they've just tuned in like Claudia Paul Har- Paul Boots Tarek Tam Tam all asking us questions like you know what's going on tell us we missed the first segment guys why'd you miss the first segment <laughs> no I'm joking I'm joking uh, welcome to the halftime show but Ali how do you strike the right balance between the social media presence and obviously you know what you do for a living and that's something you know in sport that we look at and I and I follow your page and I see you know the tie-ups and a lot of the good stuff you're doing how do you strike the right balance if you were in that Manchester United dressing room so so for me as a, who I am today this is what I do full-time yes. content creating is what I do full-time so that's my priority that's number one for me but if I'm in the dressing room what I do number my, the first thing I do is play football yeah so my priority should be that my focus should be that you know um, obviously, it's easier said than done, and I don't know if these people apply that to themselves. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I mean, you can see on their social media presence as well. Like they're always online, twenty-four-seven, making jokes. Even in the dressing room, they're always putting up Insta stories, you know, making fun of other players or just you know that banter. Yeah. What goes around. So for me, it would 
I, I, I would tell myself if I was in the dressing room, like, okay, listen, I'm here to play football. Mm-hmm. If I win, if you win, if you're at the top of the table, feel free to do whatever you want. Yeah. You have, you, you've earned it. But considering United being 10th in the league, and like you said, we've had such a poor start in from all these decades. Like, yeah. come on, guys, focus on the game. You know, leave your phone for a bit. Keep yeah. it down. You know. And can you imagine, you know, we talk about Manchester United. We talk about people that ran the club. Now, Sir Alex Ferguson, he was someone that, you know, had quite an authoritarian approach to his style of coaching. How do you think he would adapt to players like your Pogba's? your Lingards, you know, especially in today's football industry. You know, I remember when Alex Ferguson was uh, was the manager of United, um, and I think there was one point where Wayne Rooney was our best player. Yes. And he didn't care who you were. He didn't care if you're Wayne Rooney or you're the best striker in the EPL. This is what I'm going to pay you. So, like, he, you know, had control over them, and they had he had a lot of control over what their wage demands were. Mm-hmm. And if Alex Ferguson was here today managing United, I think he would do the same with these players. He would be like, I don't care if you're Paul Pogba. I yeah. don't care if you're Lingard. I don't care if you're the best keeper in the world. Yeah, This is what I'm going to offer you. This is what you get. And I want you to perform, yeah. you know. Um, so I, 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 I'm pretty sure he would have been very harsh and strict. Um, and that's why we were so dominating for so many years, you know, because yeah. we had that kind of control and that authoritativeness, yeah. you know, but by, by a figure, by a person. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have that kind of figure to dominate everything um, at the moment. Yes, I know absolutely. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little insight, um, Ali. When I was um, when I was in the African Nations Cup with uh, with the men's Ghana under twenty team, the coach, the senior manager, actually banned the players from using their phone a night before match day until after the match. Now you think about that. That means there's no connection with the outside world. That means you're focused entirely on the game. And when I first heard that, I thought that's a bit harsh. But then when I got to why, it made perfect sense. You think that would work at Manchester United? A hundred percent. Oh my God, that is one of the best things people could apply at this day and age. Obviously, social media is everywhere, yeah. and it is it is our part of life. You know, yeah. there, there's no avoiding it. But again, like if you get your priorities correct, and I guess that's what he's done. Yeah. You know, um, keeping your phone 24 hours away before the game, I think that is a phenomenal thing. That yeah, is there you brilliant. go. See. Maybe we should give Ollie a call and give him a shout and tell him, you know, this is what <laughs> we should be doing. You know, uh, Tarek TomTom is also saying um, on our Instagram now, he's saying, uh, ask him why Manchester United coach doesn't have options or use different formations and creativity. Oh, wow. I, um, a good question. Shout out to Tarek. So, look, first of all, I think I think the board and the budget, ev- like, that's the thing. You see, United have never been shy away of having that financial aspect. You know, they've always had the budget. Um, let me talk about Pep Guardiola for a second. Since he came to City, he sold Joe Hart. When everybody, when he was selling Joe Hart, remember how everybody was going nuts? Yeah. Oh my God, he's selling our A A list keeper exactly. Yeah. But he said that I'm here to make sacrifices in this club, and you guys have to put your trust in me. And he spent a ridiculous amount of money. But look, he made the right choices with the players he signed and with the amount of money he spent. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I, I mean, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and you know, guys. Um, we do always say here on the show that we cover a lot of topics and insights on not just what happens on the pitch or on the field or on the court, but more on what happens behind the scenes. And, and that's definitely something, if you tune into the show on Wednesday, we spoke about building an empire and what it takes in terms of the coaching staff to have in there. And there's a lot of people now that are diving into the world of sports science and diving into so many different factors to try and you know create their team a different platform to be able to, you know, uh, advance but something something I do want to highlight is coming up next is the game of zones where we pick one game of the week 
to zone into. Now, there's a few options, guys, so you're not going to want to miss this. This is Pulse 95. 95. Keeping it local. Keeping it local. All day, every day. Pulse 95. Heart of This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. And thank you guys for keeping me up to date. Tottenham are losing to Brighton 1-0. Sorry, guys. That wasn't me. It was me. I'm so happy to hear that. Of course, we're here at the Halftime Show. We, uh, you know, we follow sports everywhere. And there's a live game happening. And Brighton are winning 1-0. Shout out to Maria and Tarek Tamtam and Murad and Umda uh, for keeping me up to date with what's going on. And some really, really good questions um, during the break, by the way. You know, uh, Instagram Live at Omar Duri or at Pulse95 Radio. Got some great questions coming in on what's happening in the current market. Guys, question for you guys. Are there any managers in the game anymore? One of... Uh, one of our Instagram half-timers was actually shooting that message towards me. And I said that nowadays there's a big difference between a manager and a coach. And we hardly have any managers in the game. Sir Alex Ferguson was a manager. Um, you know, and so he used to hire the coaches to be able to facilitate his ideas, which is a different story. But um, now it, it is Saturday. And on Saturday, we have a segment called Game of Zones, where we zone into the game of the weekend. Now, there are quite a few options uh, on on that and this weekend we are spoiled Barcelona play Sevilla that could have been one but nope it's not the one Inter Milan play Juventus now if this was 15 games in I probably would have definitely selected this as game of the weekend however I didn't because um, Maurizio Sarri was injured I think with pneumonia for a while so he hasn't had a time to really bed his team together um, and on the other hand Conte's played some good teams but not necessarily been challenged so this will be his big challenge and it's going to be a good game by the way because we've seen uh, Inter Milan's game plan almost work against Barcelona and we've seen Juventus obviously be Juventus so that was close but however my game of the weekend this week is Liverpool versus Leicester Ali what do you think um, in terms of that result how do you think that's going to go First of all, I agree with you completely. I think uh, Leicester versus Liverpool is the game of the week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really interesting because, I mean, we all know Brendan Rodgers, who's the current manager of um, Leicester, was once upon a time. Uh, Liverpool coach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be nice to see that, first of all. Second of all, um, like you mentioned to me earlier, you know, Leicester are third yeah. on the table mm-hmm. and Liverpool have been unbeaten so far. Um, sitting at number one on the table. Yep. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, what happens. Exactly. And yep. I'm going to be supporting Leicester for that match for sure. I'm <laughs> sure you are. Now, Liverpool look to keep their 100% record in the Premier League with Brendan Rodgers returning to his former club, as we just mentioned, to put a dent in that. But what has the European champions added to the side this season? Now, it's not necessarily transfers, apart from Adrian, who was meant to be a backup to Alisson, but a surgence from certain players in the squad, like Joe Gomez, who I rate very highly, and Matip, who has been Mr. Reliable in a back four that has had to adapt to a different keeper. Now, Alisson might be back today, and Matip is out. However, Ox, uh, Oxford Chamberlain and Fabinho are also contributing at the right time to, secu- to have that security in front of the back line when the fullbacks venture forward. Now, the other night, one fullback assisted the other in the Champions League. Any idea who, who caught their, their opponents offside the most this season? What do you think? Any idea? Good, let me tell you. <laughs> Liverpool have 33 offsides 
um, no. caught out from the opposition attack. Now that shows that the high line that Klopp is playing has really you know worked and implemented very well in terms of the defenders with the fullbacks going up extremely quick and also if they do make a mistake they're quick enough to rectify the situation now liverpool are also two games away from breaking the best top flight winning run which is held by any guesses of course manchester city in august to december 2017 had 18 wins on the other hand we cannot take away anything from leicester and that's why this is the game of the weekend leicester on the other hand are staking their claim as a top six side and also knocking on the door to challenge the top four slots now since brendan rogers has joined leicester on march the third their record is phenomenal played 17 one nine drawn drawn four and lost four and that sounds like a champions league team to me however if you actually, we mentioned this um, in the break, when you actually put them together, they're the third best team in England on form after Liverpool and City since Brendan Rodgers joined. Exactly. That's big, huh? And and their players are in form. Jamie Vardy is on fire. Yeah, is he, is he, um, is he a dark horse or someone that kind of gets looked at quite easily I think or overlooked quite easily so to speak I think I think people have overlooked him because like every year they're like ah oh, no it's just a one one season thing and then he comes off scoring like more than 10 goals every season and he scores in big games so he's never the one to you know be shy yeah um, he's always performed he has always scored goals relentless amount of times in the last what four or five seasons yes and, and Madison as well you know he's been someone that's really emerged on the scene and I think possibly might be if they don't finish in the top four, might be one of the top four teams. One of the things I read the other day, um, Hamza Chowdhury, um, the the, uh, the the young prodigy, was talking about um, saying Ayat al-Kursi before every game. I love that. You know, he said before he comes out of the changing room, he always follows what his mother told him and says Ayat al-Kursi, which is big. And especially in a culture which is a lot more diverse now in the UK from the time when I was growing up. You know, we talked about on the show racism. We talk about bullying. We talk about discrimination. And earlier this week as well, we spoke about the the Silva and Mendy incident, which went on Twitter, which yeah, is quite, quite yeah. crazy, you know. And, and also what's happening in Italy, you know, with Calgary and Lukaku getting, you know, abused over there. Now, having been fortunate enough to be part of a few football changing rooms, I always like to research on the different roles if you caught the show on Wednesday, I was talking about building an empire and how many different roles in the backroom staff. Did you know, uh, half-timers, that Liverpool this season have hired a throw-in specialist, a coach <laughs> to teach the squad how to capitalise on situations from a throw-in? Guys, let me just say, I think they really want to win the league bad. Right? I think they really want it. You know, when they've, when they've done so well in Europe and they've actually, you know, taken it to different levels, I think now it's, it's something that... You know, Liverpool now, I think the attention turns to the domestic league and there's the, the famous Gerard slip now is, is definitely, you know, behind us now. Um, by the way, shout out to Tarek Tamtam and Ahmed uh, Peaky Blinders for jumping in on the halftime show right now and, and letting me know what's happening in the, in the current world. The score at the moment is still 1-0 to Brighton against Tottenham. And we're talking about the game of the weekend, which is Leicester versus Liverpool. What are your predictions? Text us on 4215 do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95Radio or at Omar Duri. And let me know what you think the score is going to be between these two guys. Coming up next, I'm giving away a signed shirt by the champions of the Arabian Gulf League. All you have to do is tell is uh, hashtag MySharjaFC and tell me why you or a friend of yours deserve to win the shirt and we will be handing that out. I'll also be talking about the Pulse95 
fantasy football group with someone killing it at the moment on top of the league. Stay tuned for more on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 1pm. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Um, today, I've got Ali Muhammad with me in the studio. Welcome, Ali. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for being a part of it, man. And uh, we're talking a lot of things today. Uh, for those who have missed the show, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show or at Omar Duri, and we are in your ears on the waves. Now, Ali, Ali today mentioned uh, how sport has obviously affected him uh, in terms of his transition. Uh, great body transformation, by the way. And, uh, and and still, you know, still working, still um, still playing football, still doing good things. So, man, I salute you, man. Thank Great you, job. man. Got to keep it keep it going. Great job. And we got we got a question coming in from Tarek Tamtam asking, will Liverpool last till the end of the season? What do you think, Ali? I think they will, yes, because if they go at the current pace they're going at, um, and forget about the Champions League because they've already achieved that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they put their hundred percent focus on just the league, yeah. I think they will be able to um, succeed as. As hard as it is for me to say, because I support United, of yeah, course. Yeah, and and you know one thing, I I think the attention has turned for Liverpool to achieve what they didn't achieve last year in the league, having lost one game and only getting ninety and getting ninety seven points and still finishing second. Exactly, and, know, and and Manchester City as well. And it was against Manchester City, and it was by that VAR, uh, uh, the John Stones clearance, exactly off the line. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And Manchester City's attention, you can tell, has been diverted to the Champions League with all their eggs in that basket. But my question is, if Manchester City do win the Champions League, do you think Pep Guardiola will move on? I think he will because um, he's now achieved everything in the club and mm-hmm. now it's time for him to get a new challenge as as, as every manager wants. Yeah, and Mohamed El Belushi on our Instagram Live has said, I think they will tie out. Can't keep up the intensity like Man City and Tarek, you are right. Liverpool bench is weak with Mane and Salah having issues. It's a very good point as well, you know, that... But I also, there's something now, you, you might know this, Ali, um, something back in the day, you know, United won the league and won competitions and Champions League with Sheringham and Cole in their side. Now, they didn't like each other, but they still managed to keep it professional and win something. I think Salah and Mane can still do that for Liverpool, in the league, that is. You know, I think in the Champions League, the competition is, is crazy. That's why sometimes I ask, you know, what is tougher to win, the Premier League or the Champions League? For me, it would definitely be the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering, again, Liverpool won that last year, so they have that burden and pressure off themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And I think sometimes when you say that Liverpool are the best team in Europe, people go, no, Barcelona, no, Real Madrid, it's no, Bayern Munich. But that's that's the way it is. And England had a very strong um, campaign last year in Europe, you know, with Chelsea winning the Europa League, with Tottenham and Liverpool finishing in the final. Exactly. And also Manchester City... Uh, losing to Tottenham in the semis as well, which again could have been a different final. Exactly, um, and also, I mean, when you say you know the most uh, competitive team in Europe, we can also mention Sevilla. Three years in a row, the Europa League. Um, and you remember who the coach was at the time? Oh, I can't remember. You remind me. When I Emery? Yes. <laughs> What's well, happening hope, with Arsenal? <laughs> I hope. I hope he does it. Uh, I hope he does it. You know, for Arsenal because at the moment now he's got a lot to work with. Um, Salzburg put three past Liverpool the other day, as uh, Mohamed mentions now. 
but is the Premier League a different ball game in terms of even even like Norwich beating Manchester City? You know, who would have thought about that? You know, it's 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 insane how the league is so difficult to win. It is so competitive. It is so competitive. It is unbelievable. I mean, P- uh, Pookie, Pookie, uh, yeah, yeah, competing for the top scorer already. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lesev uh, sitting on the third. Yeah. Um, of the table. And just like West Ham United also playing so well now. Watford being awful. Apart from the Arsenal game, they've been awful all season. Losing 8-0 as well, changing their manager. Newcastle on 19th as well. Yeah, and speaking about points and systems, you know, we have a Pulse 95 Radio Fantasy Football League yes, here. Yes, And And one that uh, you're, you're a part of, right? Yes, of course. 100%. And, and the person who's killing it at the moment is Arij, uh, who has got 426 points. He's wow. still doing it big at the moment now. Uh, shout out to Musab who's just joined in also on the Instagram live um, but how are you guys doing on fantasy football text us on 4215 do let us know what your total points tally is especially with Eddie killing it in the Pulse 95 group there's definitely going to be something at the end of it for us from us here at the, in the heart of Sharjah to you guys um, for, for participating in that and we also have a competition with my Sharjah FC so basically any Sharjah fans out there at the moment what I would say is if you know anyone who's a diehard Charger fan or if you are a diehard Charger fan, hashtag MyCharjaFC, tag us and tell us why you deserve to win the shirt and you will win a signed shirt by the champions. Yes, I said it right. The champions of the Arabian Gulf League, we will be giving that out at the end of the month. So spread the word. Um, and, and that's something that we were doing. Ali, before we wrap up, firstly, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing your, your experience and your stories on, on what, you've, what you've been through. How can our halftimers follow you? So I have a active page on Instagram and my Instagram handle is AL double i m u h d so ali mm-hmm. muhid but with two eyes okay okay yeah. awesome and, and thank you so much for having me i'm like i said earlier huge fan of you huge fan of the show so yeah thank you man I really appreciate it it's it's our pleasure and coming up on monday by the way guys chef victor urbino will be talking about the gut and which foods trigger better mental and emotional health an amazing personality also who will educate us on improving your relationship with food that's coming up and also just because you know i'm cool like that we have a shout out and we have someone who absolutely loves this song maria alduri this is for you don't say we don't do what you guys want stay here on pulse 95 in the heart of charger peace have a blessed saturday this is pulse 95 tune in live every monday wednesday and saturday from 3 p.m